wherever you may live in the United Kingdom or in the realms and territories across the world, and whatever may be your background or beliefs, I shall endeavor to serve you with loyalty, respect, and love, as I have throughout my life. There's the new king! And of course, he made those comments the day after his mother had passed and uh, made a commitment that he is now the king and he will serve to the best of his abilities. And no question, I mean, the queen had hardly passed before the conversation about our future in the monarchy took over the conversation. Quebec has made it very clear it would be too soon for us to divorce ourselves from the Commonwealth. And Jagmeet Singh has asked the king to make sure a future monarchy must address reconciliation. But, um, you know, it's one thing to have this debate, but the reality is... You know, Barbados, which had severed ties last year and became a republic, they can do it. It's not quite as easy for a country like Canada, which would have to open up the Constitution and uh, go province to province. I mean, there's a very strict criteria for, for, uh, for, for doing this. And for any prime minister, this would be a third rail. Christina Blizzard, longtime journalist, longtime monarchist, longtime royal watcher joining us now. Great to have you, Christina. Good morning, Alex. And I know that you um, watched uh, this funeral. I know you covered uh, the Queen's mother's funeral, so you, you know a lot about this, and you, you certainly are close to this. Um, it was a simple yet so extravagant, that the, the proceedings today. Well, yeah, I think that the actual funeral ceremony itself was very... It was, it was almost humble when you compare to all the pageantry that's led up to this, all the great parades and the military stuff and and all that stuff, when it came down to it, the actual funeral was almost exactly as you would see in any Anglican parish church funeral. The the hymns, they weren't the great hymns of state. We didn't hear Jerusalem. I mean, obviously there was, they sang the national anthem, but it was, it was, they sang about, you know, love, uh, or, you know, the uh, love of God. And it, it, it was more an expression of the queen's faithfulness because of course she was a very spiritual person who um, you know, was a practicing Anglican, of course, because she is defender of the faith or was defender of the faith. So uh, I, I, was, I was surprised a little in, in, the, in the simplicity of the actual service. Yeah, I mean, there were no eulogies. It was just a very simple kind of, um, you know, straightforward Christian, uh, um, you know, cer- uh, ceremony. Having said all that, I mean, there's a lot of conversation about, you know, what is next. I don't get the sense that anything will happen. I think the prime minister made pretty clear that there's a very little interest to go down this road. But there will be people who don't care two figs about what has happened and will actually push uh, to make this a conversation. But to do this, to 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 revamp or review or or uncouple ourselves from the Commonwealth or from the monarchy is not not something that can just simply be done. Oh, do we do we really want to go down the whole constitutional crisis route again? Do we really want to relive Meech Lake and open up another can of worms where the business of state becomes focused on that, which is actually working? I mean, whether you like the monarchy or not, Canada is a very stable democracy, and it works for whatever reason. It works very well in a constitutional monarchy. Uh, within a par- within a parliamentary democracy system 
actually functions very well. Do we really want to be focusing on that when there are real problems? We have some, you know, real problems we need to address, such as inflation, such as the cost of living, such as all those things that that Canadians really want their government to focus on. So, you know, how popular it would be to to switch that focus? I don't know. Perhaps, perhaps that might be something. Uh, a government may want to do to distract from all the main the main problems. Perhaps you know, open this up as a way of focusing people away from the things that really influence their lives. But I don't think so. I think it would just be so divisive at this point. Yeah, I, I mean, I, I don't think the liberals or the conservatives will do it. I mean, if the NDP ever get power, maybe they'll try going down this road. But. I don't think that will happen either. Having said that, um, you know, th- there is modernization that could happen. Um, I-, I don't know how that would happen, but certainly um, I think King Charles has uh, taken a tone, certainly with Indigenous people, that he is open to the conversation of reconciliation. Oh, absolutely. And I think that that is a major role that uh, the new King Charles could uh could take his um, his prince's charities, which he has funded a number of um, of uh, charities in Canada, would be it, the perfect focus for him in this in this country. Would be uh, indigenous reconciliation, and he, of course, his uh, his beliefs in things like sustainability on org- organic farming fit right in with the beliefs of most indigenous people about, you know, their their beliefs about the land and and uh, how to farm it, how to uh, sustain it. So I think that that would work very well. And I think that Charles is very aware of it. He had a he had a very brief tour, a three day tour this year in which he reached out to uh, a number of First Nations groups. So I think that that could be expanded. I think he could be probably a major player in helping with that reconciliation. And not to mention, I mean, progressives should love this guy. Uh, you know, I mean, he, his sta- he does say that he's not going to be political. Um, you know, he'll step back from these these roles he's played, but he is and has been an environmentalist for a long time. He speaks about these issues. I'm not so sure how he'll just stop that. But um, there's a lot of things about King, the King, um, that you would think progressives would actually really like. Oh, absolutely. I, it, it's, I mean, the Queen... Uh, was never able to express herself politically. But she, along with Prime Minister Brian Mulroney, was absolutely um, instrumental in helping bring in sanctions against uh, uh, the uh, racist uh, South African regime, the apartheid regime. She and and, and Brian Mulroney uh, at the Commonwealth Conference in Vancouver were uh, worked together. And I interviewed, I have interviewed the former prime minister about this. And he mm-hmm. told me that she was absolutely determined to bring this about. And while she cannot speak about things that are political, she certainly made it known to him through her body language. And I would think probably her facial expressions, what she wanted to do, even against her own prime minister, uh, Margaret Thatcher, who, who did not support sanctions against South Africa. Yeah. Yeah. It, it was interesting. I mean, she, she was, um, not overt in her in her in her actions, but she did very much take actions. And you know, to your point, you wrote about this. Certainly, when um, you know Mandela 
rode around in her carriage with her or her dancing. I think it was with a Nigerian president. These things were done very specifically to send a message that uh, business was not being done in the normal, you know, royal way. Yeah, absolutely. Um, after she, um, after they made this big fight with the South African, the white South African re- regime was absolutely furious about this. And she went and danced with the Ghanaian president, Kwame Nkrumah, which sent them, which even more infuriated this, the white South African leaders. So, um, you know, she has, uh, um, it was a very difficult thing to do. And, but she, yes, and when the first visit, the first visit Mandela made after he was freed was to Canada because of Brian Mulroney's uh, support. And then he was invited to London. He visited the Queen. He rode in her carriage. Mandela was the only person who was ever allowed to call the Queen in public Elizabeth. They were very mm-hmm. close. Yeah. They were very close. No question. We learned an awful lot more about her in her passing than when she was alive. And I think that's why people might be reflecting differently, to, you know, after the fact on this. Uh, nonetheless, I, I uh, appreciate your um, input into this, Christine. I know you've got very close ties and uh, bonds with the royal family, so I know it's a sad time for you. But thanks so much. Thank you, Alex. That's Christina Blizzard uh, joining us here.